1968, ABC News was trailing miserably in the ratings, and to offset its inability to provide gavel-to-gavel coverage of the Republican and Democratic conventions, it came up with the idea of offering a series of debates between William F. Buckley and Gore Vidal. Here's how ABC News's Howard K. Smith opened the debate. To help us extract meaning from these conventions, two of America's most eloquent and most decided commentators have joined us this year. They are Gore Vidal and William F. Buckley, Jr. Can Mr. Vidal assess the Republicans for us? Can a political party based almost entirely upon human greed nominate anyone for president for whom a majority of the American people would vote? Uh, May I comment, uh, uh, Ms. Smith? Please do. Yeah. It seems to me that... Uh, the, the author of Myra Breckenridge is well acquainted with the imperatives of human greed. <laughs> well, but I would uh, like to say, but, Bill, uh, uh, if, I, if I may say, Bill, but what dominates him before you go any further, else. I would like to say that if there were a contest for Mr. Myra Breckenridge, he would unquestionably win it. I based her entire style polemically upon you, passionate and irrelevant. Now, my, my point is that um, for uh, Mr. Vidal to uh, contend a, a particular party, as engaged in the pursuit of human greed, requires us to understand his rather eccentric definitions. Is it greedy, really, for people to suggest that what matters to poor people is that they have houses? Is it really greedy to want to preserve our freedom? We have the luxury of being able to focus on those who are poor in our midst, as though we can do something about it, which is something that no other country less occupied with human greed. Mm. The nice thing about the Republican Party is that every four years after denigrating the poor amongst themselves, referring to them as freeloaders, they don't want to work, and I have many quotes here from Ronald Reagan, and then every four years you get this sort of crocodile tears for the poor people because they need their vote. It is quite true that uh, that, uh, uh, Reagan is capable of talking about freeloaders, so am I, because there are freeloaders. Best of Enemies is a new documentary by Robert Gordon and Morgan Neville that looks to the ten debates between these two passionately articulate men who were political and ideological opposites. The film uses the debates as a jumping-off point for not only examining the lives of these two men, but also for looking at how this moment laid the groundwork for the divisive political debate now found on television. Wait, calling what you find on TV now debate or even dialogue elevates it because it's more often a screaming match or name-calling session. Ironically, some of the most intelligent discussion of ideas is not to be found on TV news these days, but rather on shows labeled as entertainment, shows like The Daily Show and Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. But back in 1968, TV was a different beast, and American audiences were willing to embrace a pair of white males who took delight in asserting their moral and academic superiority. These men sounded like the kind of intellectuals that mainstream America was supposed to hate. But the American public enjoyed watching these two men spar so much that it lifted ABC out of the ratings basement. Reed Buckley assessed his brother's opponent like this. Govidal is a whore of debate uh, when it comes to values of our country and of historical forces. The man is brilliant. And the man is fun to watch. But there is always a residue, in my opinion, when I watch him, of nausea. I didn't say anything nasty about him, did I? And this goes to why the debates were so much fun to watch. These men, despite their distaste for each other's politics, were articulate, clever, and witty. 
Howard K. Smith at one point introduces them as craftsmen of the English language who knew how it should be used. The film also suggests that these men understood the power of television and relished being on camera, and they often literally addressed the camera in order to connect with the audience. They also understood that the debate was less about specific topical events like Vietnam and more about issues that still push people's buttons like racism, classism, and sexual morality. Their confrontation is about lifestyle. What kind of people should we be? Their real argument in front of the public is who is the better person. At the time, both men felt a need to score a victory and feed their egos. Both had suffered defeats in their attempts to run for political office, but both had proven successful in other fields. Buckley as the host of the right-wing talk show Firing Line, and Vidal as the author of best-selling books like Myra Breckenridge. So they were primed for battle. Camera's rolling. Men and women who are sexually repressed regard all sexual pleasure as dirty, evil, the devil's work. Yet we are all prostitutes in one sense or another, ethically if not sexually. For Buckley, Vidal was the devil. He represented everything that was going to moral hell that was degenerative about the country. A cultural war has now joined the race war in the United States, and the change is going to be very difficult and as our own Thomas Jefferson once said, the tree of liberty must occasionally be watered with blood. The film builds to the infamous moment when the usually composed Buckley let Vidal unsettle him during the debate at the Chicago Democratic Convention after police had faced off against protesters. Mr. Vidal, wasn't it a provocative act to try to raise the Viet Cong flag in the park in the film we just saw? Uh, wouldn't that invite uh, raising a Nazi flag in World War II would have had similar consequences? So People in the United States uh, happen to believe that the United States policy is wrong in Vietnam and the Viet Cong are correct in wanting to organize their country in their own way politically. If it is a novelty in Chicago, that is too bad. But I assume that the point of the American democracy and some is you can express any point of view you want. Shut up a minute. No, I won't. And Some people were pro-Nazi, and the answer is that they were, they were well-treated by people who ostracized them, and I'm for ostracizing people who egg on other people to shoot American Marines and American soldiers. As, I know you don't as care. As far as I'm you concerned, don't feel any the only sort of pro-crypto-Nazi yes. I can think of is yourself. I, Failing that, I would only let's say that we names. can't have now listen, you the right of the Stop calling me a crypto-Nazi. Let's, let's stop calling names and you let's in your get, goddamn face. And you'll stay plastered. Best of Enemies presents this as a pivotal moment. The first time the clip is played, there's a moment of silence. And then Dick Cavett, interviewed for the film, says, the network nearly shat. On air, Howard K. Smith closes the debate with the comment that the evening provided a little more heat and a little less light than usual. The documentary shows the exchange multiple times and seeks reactions from people who knew each man. The point the filmmakers want to make is that this was not just a pivotal moment for the debates, but also for the two men and for TV news. So much of what Buckley and Vidal did in their careers leading up to this and on the debates was about elevating the public discussion and educating people. But it's in those 10 seconds when Buckley lost his composure that television news took away as what they wanted to emulate.
Vidal saw it as a moment of victory. Buckley was embarrassed that he had been ruffled to the point of losing his temper and losing the moral high ground. And TV News caught a glimpse of its ratings future and started programming the kind of left-versus-right circus shows where the combatants spent more time insulting each other than discussing ideas or finding common ground for compromise. Best of Enemies is fascinating in terms of the archival footage and the interviews with such people as Dick Cavett, Christopher Hitchens, Reed Buckley, and more. It's not innovative filmmaking, but the directing duo knows how to spin an entertaining, enlightening, and sometimes unsettling narrative. What's sad is that so much of the debates between these two men showed how good and riveting television could be. But the 10 seconds where they lowered themselves to mere name-calling seems to be the legacy that's been left behind. Best of Enemies, at its best, reminds us how thrilling and provocative intelligent debate can be. I'm Beth Accomando, your resident cinema junkie, and you've been listening to my review of the new documentary, Best of Enemies. Please subscribe to my podcast on iTunes and make sure to give it a review. You can also give me feedback on Twitter at Cinebeth or on my Facebook page for Cinema Junkie. Tomorrow, I will have an interview posted with Oscar winner George Takiris, who will be in San Diego on Monday for a Q&A before the screening of West Side Story at the Old Globe Theater. He won a Best Supporting Actor award for playing Bernardo in West Side Story. Thanks for listening. Thank you.